to go downtown. Downtown, hey! Downtown. You're about to go downtown. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. I'm your girl Kay, and this is a dope interview right now. We're about to have a producer, none other. His name is Young Jin. I'm excited for us to get to learn him, uh, the beats that he's been a part of, his creative process, and maybe things that he's looking forward to in his career. So how are y'all doing? It is literally the week before official, I guess, holiday season or, or it already started because of Thanksgiving for you guys, which was November, but for myself as a Canadian, it would have been October. So. We have our king in here. We're going to get him in and get started. Hey. 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 That's good, that's good. How are you doing? <laughs> oh man, that, that takes me back. That was my first ever beat I made. And I haven't really looked back since then. <laughs> lit, lit. Young Chin in the fucking building. How are you doing? I'm How great. are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Sorry. If you can't hear me okay, let me know because I am using new headphones. Uh -huh. But um, I'm really excited to have you today because not often I get to speak with producers, music producers, and people repping for like the city that I'm in and a city that I love. So it's really dope to have you tonight. And thank you for all your support. Oh, oh, likewise. I mean, I love your page. You guys post like some funny stuff. <laughs> I kind of have to post, like, put comments on here and there. Yeah. I appreciate it. Like, you have me rolling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's just, like, um, you guys have definitely become one of my, like, along with, like, academics and pages, you guys have definitely, like, um, become what sort my source for, you know, news and, like, hip-hop, R&B, you know, what's going on in pop world. So, yeah, I really appreciate you guys. <laughs> you know, that means a lot because coming from Toronto as well, like, we w we need to solidify our space, and I'm sure you're learning that and going through that, being growing in your own lane. So, how has that experience been for you? Like just being in Toronto and building beats and getting your beats out there, and you know, repping for where you're from. How is that for you? Um, yeah, it's been it's been pretty great. Um, not gonna lie, it's like, you know, nowadays I feel like the music industry it's it's like 30 to 40% talent. And then the rest is really like, how well can you network, right? It's, it's honestly <laughs> that right. <laughs> <person>. <laughs> but, but it's just like, um, just one of those things you learn along the way, right? So um, at first it was really hard um, because I'm just, you know, just, I'm just an Asian kid, just, you know, making beats for fun. And I'm like, oh man, I want to take this to the next level. And you know, I look on my uh, network and at first it's a lot of people are just like people I'm just friends with, you know, people that I'm like, you know, uh, my colleagues or just people who just listen to music for fun. It's not necessarily like creators that were in my circle. So it was definitely hard reaching out, you know, just getting outside my comfort zone to, you know, just reach out to people. And of course, lots of rejections on the way. <laughs> Definitely. But I mean, I understand, you know, it's like, um just starting out you know um of course if you're an artist or any type of creators you want to definitely kind of work with somebody that's kind of had a have a foundation or some sort you know some sort of like a thing going because you know yeah. it's from their perspective right it's like oh it's like what am i getting in myself into type of stuff right so i totally understand but i mean it was years of grind and i feel like i finally have a group of people i am you know um cool with and yeah, it's a lot of creators in my circle. I'm very happy with where I'm at right now. Um, yeah, it's um, I primarily work with people that are in Vancouver because um, that's where I used to be before I moved to Toronto. So I moved to Toronto like 2013, 14. 
Is there a lot of similarities between the two, or is it like a huge difference in terms of music? It's it's hard to say because um, I mean, geography wise, it's really different. Yeah, like, yeah. Back in BC, I'm just so used to seeing so many mountains, like uphills and downs, like <laughs> every like nature. I don't know. Maybe Canada all looks like Toronto, and I'm like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's 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 really flat. Are are you located in Toronto too? Yeah. Yeah. It's, see, like it's just flat, it's just tall condos, buildings, and then houses. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. But if you go to BC, like I kind of looking back, I wish I could have appreciated that a little more because, because I don't. I'm gonna sound really old, but as a kid, uh -huh. when I, I would just look at like the mountains, and I just feel like yeah, this kind of feels good. <laughs> I can't do that here. <laughs> just, For real, no. <laughs> I went to Banff once in my life, and I never remember the name of the spot but it was like it was like a mountain top and at the top it was like a, a hot tub and then as you're in the hot tub it's like you can see all the different mountain tops and you're just it's like it's cold everywhere there's snow around you it's beautiful up there so I definitely you gave up some really beautiful natural sceneries to be here <laughs> yeah, was it like what was it like a grouse mountain? Do you remember the name? Like, or was it Whistler? It was, it was tall. Like, I remember we had to like go up high to access it. It was in Banff. So. Oh, it's Banff. Oh, okay, okay. It's, it's in like the Alberta. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's probably where everybody. That's the closest I've been to that side this far. It's like the it's like the waters blue and stuff like a turquoise type. Is, is it like? It is a whole vibe. I forgot. Whole... To say, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about because everybody has their. Everybody in the West End will at least go there once and get their Instagram photos, and yeah, that's what they'll that's what they'll flex on there. <laughs> <laughs> Legit, right? But I would love to know, like, what? Because I know you kind of mentioned that you started doing music for fun, but what really got you started with it? Because I'm just gonna be like straight up, you know what I mean? Like, the only Asian producers that I would say I give like my respect to that I could think of the top of my head is, of course, Neptune. Like. Um, crazy, crazy. And I'm trying to think, like, I think that's about it for me. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, Pharrell and Chad Hugo, yeah, they're a crazy duo. Like, um, Chad is like, yeah, yeah, um, it's like Pharrell, it's like, honestly, that's like a one in a million or maybe even a billion talent, you know, like, man can really, you know, design some fire shoes and like designs of clothing. And then, <laughs> I love a singer himself. Like I've seen a rap too. I'm like, oh shoot! Like, man, you got you got every. What what can't you do? Maybe like clean the house or something. Like, what can't you do? <laughs> Literally, musically, he's like such a versatile person. Yes, that's definitely some. Actually, matter matter of fact, um, Billionaire Boys Club. That's definitely one of my like all time favorite streetwear brands. Like, I take that over. I pick that over Bape any other point. It's just so clean. Like, I love it. So that's yeah. So was that part of your inspiration? Like, how did you get started making beats? Yeah, um, so, man, where do I even start? So, I guess I got into hip-hop when I was, like, in middle school. And this was when I was couldn't really speak English, but this was when, like, YouTube was really, really pop, starting to pop. So, like, you know, like, all the mixtapes and stuff, like, are all over YouTube. And What was you listening to? What were you listening to? Um, it's, it's actually kind of crazy. So, I used to listen to, okay, so, like, I'm like literally everywhere, so I would listen to a K-pop, of course, because I'm a Korean. But then I will also like listen to like anime music because Naruto like was lit, lit. anime. Oh, so, like the music, like all. And then I started discovering like, like Lil Wayne. Like this was like, it's like oh six oh seven. This is when he starts having like the crazy like the internet like, the mixtape era. And yeah. at first I was like, man, this is like rap. This is like too much for me. And I keep listening. <laughs> Don't knock. <laughs> and then, you know, the crazy part is, and then I didn't, I didn't know this till later. My mom is actually a big hip hop fan herself. Um, she did her school at um, in a school in Korea. There's a lot of foreigners and stuff. So her, she used to like, she used to, um, when I discovered rap, she used to just introduce me to a bunch of like hip hop songs. So Tupac was actually one of them. Not up. Her favorite <laughs> changes by Tupac. Um, Eminem, uh, the Eminem show, Usher Confessions, like she introduced me to all these albums. I was like, I did not know any of this, but <laughs> but yeah. And then I started noticing, like as I keep listening to them, it's like the productions come into my mind. Mm. Um, I th who was like the one of the first? 
Well, Scott Storch was definitely one of the person that stood. Oh. Yeah, Scott Storch, you know, like, um, he is like going, not yeah, he, wrestler level. <laughs> Legit. I mean, I think he did Still Dre, he did like, um, you know, a lot of 50 Cent G Unit songs. Um, what a, lot. a lot of like the time when he would have been like at the formidable years, oh, yeah, like running it. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Lean Back is definitely one of the best beats ever made for sure. Like, these beats are like insane. And then, <laughs> and then like, point, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just like, what, what is that? yeah. <laughs> it's just like one of those beats that make me like, I'm I'm a regular civilian. I'm a good kid, right? Well, I, I'm not. <laughs> but I was a good kid. It makes me want to like, I'm just a It makes me want to like, like, I'm just... do something. Like, I was like, oh, I want to do something. Uh, like, what am I going to do? But nothing. But you know what I mean? <laughs> it just really like pumps you up. And that's when I think started really getting to productions, like, they listen to the productions but it wasn't until when i when i was in um university um i was i think it was 2014 um halloween season this is when future started going crazy with his mixtapes and he dropped his mixtape called monster i don't know if you're familiar with that but when that dropped i don't understand till this point i hate i did not like future right and i heard i was like the productions from Metro Boomin, like Southside, like William, like all these guys. I'm just like, oh my god, this is so befitting because like the whole vibe was dark and like trappy, like bass heavy. It goes so well with the Halloween vibes, and, I, and that I was like, okay, I want to start making beats, and yeah, and I think I started in like 2016. Terrible, terrible beats then since, uh, <laughs> and yeah. That, then goes back to my grinds of years, and then I think I'm where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah. So that is dope. That is dope. <laughs> and I have a huge appreciation for the fact that, like, you've clearly done your homework and took time to like look at the history. You know what I mean? Because when yeah. you say people like DJ Premier and like oh, those, yeah. those goats that like people don't even, I feel like sometimes like people don't even realize the influence for most of the stuff we hear now is a sample of a sample of a sample of something like they've done from way back when. So I really love this shit. So I get, I, I kind of nerd out as you're like saying. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm a super nerd. I'm a super nerd. Like I will, if I see a new project, the first thing I'll do is, I mean, while I'm listening to it, I'll go to the credits and see who did this because this is crazy. And, and it's being, making music, it's such a, weird thing where it's like you know how when they say like when you're in like a technology field you always have to update yourself like up to date you know with the newest technology honestly yeah. that's the same thing about music too because um every day the sounds are changing you know um nowadays we got people like you know playboy cardi you know trippy red doing like video game sounding stuff it's like you can't even classify this as like hip-hop anymore it's like i would call this like alternative trap some some other stuff but what i've kind of been feeling like is like hip-hop is at that point where it should have some subgenres. absolutely it's so it's diverse now hip-hop at this point absolutely it's you need to you can't just keep calling it like urban music or alternative it's it's not yeah. alternative it's on the mainstream it's on your radio like it, everywhere but, yeah you know these monthly listeners don't really tell me um it's alternative you know i i don't know if you've seen like tyler the creator go on a award show and say he was really disappointed to see that they categorize this music as urban music because it's not <laughs> it's, it's it's like that's like you're just you know it's that's hip-hop is mainstream and you know if you look at rock there's so many different subgenres of rock right so why can't we do that for hip-hop hip-hop tells more <laughs> well i think as well um hip-hop is really young so i definitely yeah <laughs> Thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm just a nerd. Like I'm just. <laughs> no, but like, no, I was reading the comment, but I was saying like I definitely I'm a huge nerd about music too. It's what I love. It's my passion. It's downtown world. Don't waste some time with negativity, you know. But it's it's at a point where it's just like like you're saying they're gonna have to diversify it soon. Hip hop is young. It's still like a young like it's probably a preteen now. So slowly, I feel like it will get to that point. Yeah, it's like what, like first hip hop song started probably in like the 80s maybe, it was like the Africa Bambata, like, I mean, he mm -hmm. wasn't even 
was just like kind of like the the vibe of it, right? It wasn't even hip hop, hip hop then. And I feel like it's that the gold stage, like golden era was like, yeah, the 90s when really set it off, right? It's like things were going crazy with, you know, New York's and like the West Coast. And here we are, the South, South has taken over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still very young. It's still going many directions. Everybody's trying to get creative with this stuff. So absolutely, yeah. A thousand percent. So I want to know, like, Yenjin, a standard question that we ask in the downtown world, don't waste no time with negativity, is tell us a situation where it was definitely negative. No questions asked about it. But somehow, way, you found a way not to waste any time with negativity. Um, well, I guess for me, it's like, well, I don't want to be that dude. But of course, you know, being an Asian that I am and a super hip hop nerd I am, you know, at first, you know, a lot of people were like scratching their heads when I was, I was like, hey, you know, I make beats. And they're like, oh, yeah, you make me? And there was a lot of like <laughs> initial, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say rejections, but it's more like um reluctance, right? And I mean, I wouldn't say it's negativity because I kind of expected that would happen because you know like look at me like I look I look Asian as hell like <laughs> make like you know like hip-hop hip-hop stuff and I understand that that's fine but at first I was like oh this is such an obstacle but you know what along the way though I just kind of accepted it and it's I, I kind of like that because because I'm at a point where I can come up with pretty decent beats that you know make people head bob you know I'm I think that even the distributors are kind of feeling the music because I mean they're putting me on playlists, so that gotta mean you know my music ain't trash. <laughs> so, so that you know, the fact that there is an initial shock factor, that kind of gets me like more pumped. You know what? It's like yeah, I'm I look like this, but I mean this too. Like you know I can yeah. And these days like I find myself doing a lot of like Asian hip hop type music as well because you know. Ooh, let me know about that. Right? Is that is that what's happening? Like, do you feel like there's Asian, there's an Asian hip hop lane? Yeah, it's um, it's been it's actually crazy. It's been rapidly growing, um, you know, internationally. You know, thanks to TikTok and you know all these social medias, right? It's like people are discovering not just like K-pop, but Asian hip hop. And I mean, I'm saying like people from Philippines, like South Korea, Japan. Awesome. Like, That's fine. It's fantastic, and that just shows that, you know, hip hop has become a genre. It's like, there's no boundary, right? It's, if the music hits, you know, then, then it hits. <laughs> thousand percent. And I think that's maybe what it is. It's yeah. like, yes, it's like, maybe you combated that, but I think also it's for the fact of like, people want to know that you respect it. Like, like you were saying, you, by even speaking with you thus far, I can tell you've like done your homework. You have a real respect for the craft. You're not in it to be like, oh, I'm going to make money and I'm like, appropriate off of this. You have like a real family Absolutely. connection to it to the point where like you couldn't even fight it. You had to like figure out how they're coming up with these sounds and start making it on your own, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Because um, at the end of the day, if it wasn't the, you know, thanks to the black culture that came up with hip hop, none of this would have happened, right? Yeah. And which is why I love seeing stuff like, um, you know, like the I love the Wu Tang Clan. Like I love how they're doing. You know, um, they're not. Some actually, somebody asked me. Um, like when I was in Clubhouse like uh, months ago, somebody asked me like, oh, you know, when I said like, oh, oh I'm a I'm a you know Asian producer. You know, I like making hip hop, R and B, and stuff. And literally, somebody asked me, was like, yo, like, like stop stealing from my culture. I was like, damn, like <laughs> <laughs> doing that right away. Yeah, and then. And then, you know, I mean, I didn't really, really, I'm not here for lecturing, but if you look at, you know, um, I'm, I believe in like a good cultural exchange, right? I mean, the Wu-Tang Clan, first perfect example, you know, there are, if you look, go into the interviews, they're not stealing from Asian culture. They love the Shaolin, like the Chinese, they do their homeworks. Yeah, watch their, like, yeah. watch like Nardwar ever, like the videos, like, yeah. like you, these guys come with knowledge like about i don't even know these shaolin movies like the rizza just keeps going like oh yeah no this. yeah there's actually, like, yeah yeah there's a difference between just stealing and just admiring something so much that you pay homage in your music and your craft like big difference and that's kind of that's kind of what i aim to do um in terms of you know i guess the other way around because i love hip-hop as a genre like my whole family does and 
like I buy albums too. Um, but I mean, I haven't bought albums in a minute. I think the last album I bought was uh, Easy. I love the album so much. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's, like, it's a streaming time right now. Hmm? It's a streaming time right now. Absolutely, yeah. So I try to just like do everything I can. I mean. It helps me, you know, uh, make the most out of my money too. But <laughs> I just like, I just like it, right? I, I just try to do my best and, you know, um, kind of study their footprint because ultimately, these artists want to be, you know, remembered, you know, and for influence. And that's what I kind of do. You know, I, I hope to get learn something from you guys. And hopefully, if I do go somewhere with this stuff, I want to be remembered as somebody that's like, hey, you know, he, he, and so and so kind of help bridge between like you know the hip-hop culture and the asian culture that's kind of it's kind of what i hope to do if i do make it that far but yeah <laughs> no i really do fuck with that young jen because that's what's needed for someone to come in the space if that's the case and really like represent and really make it a borderless space but in the right way not yeah. in an appropriation way so spot I'll on with that um how did you come up with the name young jen like because of course i'm going to say the only gin I really do about is 106 in Park. You know, if you first, <laughs> oh my God, that's and then, you know, yeah. put my eyebrows and my dumplings in your mouth. So how did you come up with no, Young Jin that was your producer? <laughs> name. Believe it or not, that's actually my real name, like Young Jin. Like, my, my last name is Kim, so it's Young Jin Kim. And, um, yeah, my grandma, she, she's more hip than I thought, you know. Um, <laughs> I was like, because, you know, when you start off as an artist or sometimes a creator, you want to come with like an alias or nickname, like yeah. you ponder onto it. Like you spend hours thinking, man, what do I name myself as? I was just like, like there's no, there's nothing. Like there's no need to think. I just, I already have a name. Like, <laughs> like then, you know, just keeping true. It, it fits, aligns with my goal of keeping true to myself. Like, like what you see right now is just me. Like I, I think people like me for who I am and, I do. I fucks with you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I like. So I love. I love your page. Please keep going. Please keep posting. <laughs> but yeah, that just be myself. Keep making beats. <laughs> I'm gonna need a new intro soon. Keep making fire <laughs> yeah. beats. Let's go. Please. Thank I'm you. Open for any. If you want, like, create, make some tags for me. I'm always open. Um. Yeah. Always open for you know. Something creativity. Um, well, yeah, yeah. What are you open to? Are you because earlier you mentioned kind of like being selective with the artists that you possibly branch with. So, what is kind of like your criteria criteria for who you prefer to like have on your beats? Are you pitching to like shows and like what? What are you? Um. Well, when I reach out to artists, I try to kind of understand. You know, I don't just send random beats out to random people, right? I try to, I do my due diligence to listen to their craft. Like if I listen to, because there are usually two types of beats I make. It's either like the, you know, the heavy hitting, like the Southern, like the trap sounds or, um, or like the more melodic, like the, um, mm -hmm. it's like, I, I mix both like the Asian sound and the trap sounds these days. So I try to kind of create like the Asian trap sounds and so it really creates like a spectrum, right? It's like you got people that create rap. Um, they'll fit onto more hard-hitting ones. People that are kind of like, you know, like the Roddy, Rich types, like, you know, the Young Thug types. Then I'll send them, the, you know, the ones in between. Or, you know, if you are just, am I, if I'm just working with like Asian sad boy, sad girl type music, then yeah, yeah. a lot of ones. But yeah, those are the three types I'm working, like trying to um, get um, some contact with right now. In terms of shows, um, no, I'm not really doing shows at the moment. I mean, um, I don't think shows have to be, like, I don't have to do shows at this point. I just want to kind of build my, you know, um, fan audience yeah. stuff right now. I think that comes first. At least I think the music is kind of hitting. I think people are kind of rocking with what I'm doing. And, um, yeah, I just hope to continue that. Um, I've been kind of going hard on, like, social media stuff. So, you know... Because nowadays, the ones who has the most social, social like the impact, the social media impact, are the really most popular. Like, look at Doja Cats. Yeah. Not, like, these guys are popping on social media. Right? <laughs> oh, and Megan. Yeah, these people. <laughs> so, yeah, just trying to do everything, really. 
<laughs> no, that's amazing. Don't be nervous about it. Go and be fearless. I, Just keep killing it because, like, even what you're speaking on as I'm so, like, I'm obsessed with music. It's literally my whole yeah, yeah. job. You know what I mean? And, like, hearing you speak about this has me so intrigued, has me craving more. I want to be asking you a billion and one questions, but, I'm like, I have to remember. Not everyone probably watching will be into what I'm into, but, like, even the fact that you said Asian hip-hop sounds, yeah. what are some of those sounds? Like, would you say it's more, like, flute-like? Like, what are the... Yeah, um, yeah, a... um let's see. Um, since I want to kind of help you understand, you know, um, I know Migos, when they dropped, like, the first culture, they had a lot of, like, the Asian kind of elements mm -hmm. in the Um Off the top, I can think of, you know, Get Right With You, that was, like, a he heavy flute type songs, and you can you can definitely take that beat to, like, like a trap rappers in Asia, and they'll kill it, too. Like, you know, that's, like, kind of, like, um, more like a trap scenes of Asians, um, Asian hip-hop you can think of. Um, let's see. Um, Asian hip-hop, like, they like to use a lot of funky stuff, um, like the guitars. Um, you know, like electric guitar or, like? Acoustic, more like. Um, mm -hmm. not, not like the Ghana, like, not the Money Man type guitar. It's just, like, more yeah. like. Know, like the softer ones um you know have you have you ever come across like lo-fi like uh, yeah yeah so that's think literally of, what i play when i'm like doing work. Done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so think of that but like um i guess a little more like more upbeat with the drums and stuff mm -hmm. and yeah it's like and imagine like some melodic soft like um what can we kind of think of like like, like a, he's a good example mean is a great example he he's he's a great like um i feel he's a great mix of like Asian sound and like a um like a traditional hip hop sound, yeah. Amine, like I don't even listen to Amine. Like um Caroline, yeah, that could do well in Asia for sure. Uh, shoot. So okay, I've never heard like Asian hip hop before. Mm. Who do I start with? <laughs> oh man, that's so that's a good question. I, yeah, oh. pressure. I need to dive into this rabbit hole. Who do I start with? Um. I guess the, mm -hmm. I can start out with the most popular ones, like you know, Jay Park is one of them. He's he's kind of made a successful transition from like just being a traditional K-pop star to like a more like a global like a hip-hop artist. So Jay Park, one oh. of them. Yes, um, DM me right now a link to your music. Pardon? Continue engine because someone in the comments said me, so I said DM me right now. Like you know, we're not. Especially when it's 2022, we're not talking about what we do. We're doing actionable steps, right? So you put out music, you want to be heard, DM it to me right now. Oh. <laughs> I'll play it right after the interview. Let's Definitely. go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jay Park, one of them. Um, I, okay. Right now, I'm listening to a lot of this, this guy called G Soul. Um, yeah, I don't I don't like, send it to you like after um, this, but yeah, G Soul is one of them. He's got a hell of a voice. Um, <laughs> You just pull up my Spotify. It's what I'm listening to right now. Thank you for like just even answering this for me because I'm so intrigued. Like every time, like don't laugh at me, but like I fuck with anime heavy, and every time I watch them, I'm like I always start cracking jokes about the music because I'm like, yo, the lyrics are always so deep. Like it's so heavy. Like there's yeah. certain rare bars in it, so I'm like I can only imagine what this music sounds like. Mm, yeah absolutely yeah no i agree i mean um it's just like so i know sometimes you know a lot of foreigners listen to k-pop i just don't know if they actually understand that or they're just kind of going because it sounds good i mean it's fine mm -hmm. it, it does sound good to me too so i can't really blame you for listening to it these are like, upbeat, but the lyrics man they be deep like <laughs> i'm like dad i have no idea like Asians are so like <laughs> dark yeah <laughs> yeah anime truck stop yeah <laughs> <laughs> anime tracks do sign yeah so right now on my playlist i'm listening to a lot of these guys called manila gray so the, it's a duo they're it's interesting they, these guys are two filipinos but they're actually like from vancouver um um they, they're really dope they got really like i listen to them a lot when i'm driving like late at night they got that sound like um yeah like a kind of like a synthy wave but kind of like yeah there's asian sounds mixed to it um oh have you heard of like 88 rising before no, I haven't. It's an Asian collective, like um, yeah, it's a it's a group of a lot of people. Um, they got a lot of dope. Oh yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yes, I yes, have. Yes. 
so that's a, that's a good way to start too if you're like um trying to listen to Asian hip hop, and okay. um, yeah. <laughs> so what like what do you see? What are like future steps for you right now? Like you said, you're heavily active on social media, but that can't be the only way that you're trying to like get your music out there. So what are kind of like in the future steps? Are you really working towards now with where you're at? Um, of course, you know, um, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing at this point. But yeah, how I will probably do different in the coming year is, um, uh, so what I've been doing this past year, I've been working with a lot of people that are in house and my like crew. So my crew is called the Lunar Cycle. Um, they're based in Vancouver. And usually how we work is you just like I send them beats. You know, it's it's an internal thing. It's pretty easy, right? It's um, and you know, um, yeah, we come up with something nice and then we put it out that's that's has been the process but yeah for this year i have a goal of like i've never really worked with female artists before and i really want to do that because like i know there's bare talented like female artists out there that i really want to work with you know doesn't matter what race doesn't matter i just want to do something dope with them and yeah it's that's kind of my goal so yeah but in order to do that i want to kind of personally reach out you know um and work something out that's kind of my plan yeah well, anyone you see me as like interviewed or anything we've got, Young Jin, feel more than free to reach out. Be like, you know, I'm Kay, you're Young Jin, feel free to reach out. You know, you're <laughs> you're part of the family. And um, like, I really want to see you win because like seeing a world right now with Asian hip hop and all the other hip hops and it just being a borderless space of like, fucking dope music just yeah. like excited as a person that has to talk about create and listen to this content right yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's always like i feel like there are always borders being created i mean that's just how society works these days but you know i just want to be that person where i can just you know at one point i can just work with korean artists and then the other point i can work with like super big American artists. Like, I, that, I think that's so, that would be so dope to see, not just for myself, but just like, you know, future. Because globalization is a real thing now, you know? Everybody, it's like, um, you know, bunch of Asians living in, you know, North America, bunch yeah. of Americans living in Asia. Like, it goes both ways these days, right? There's no, like, this and that. Like, there's no A and B. Like, it's, it's like A, B, A, B, A type stuff. So, yeah. it's like, I want to show people that there's really no possible, like, um, it's, there's nothing that's impossible in this like, music world. I know, because I know when people find you do something dope, they'll, they'll help you push, like, they'll, they'll rock with you till, like, you're not dope anymore, but, <laughs> so you keep, <laughs> right? We won't say that. It's going to be so <laughs> But yeah, I mean, yeah, I just want to create, like, a fun space where we don't have to look at each other, like, be like, and just make that judgment, just judge off the music and the, and the content making right it's that's just what i want to see nothing nothing to rocket science here hopefully <laughs> so like i earlier you spoke about your collective and like teamwork you know how important is that really to like your process and what you have going on because i myself sometimes i'm really grateful for the other media sisters i have or like women in the industry that Maybe if they see me not posting as much or, you know, something, they'll motivate me to be like, girl, you got to keep going, like, et cetera, et cetera, where maybe regular like, family and friends probably wouldn't understand, right? So, like, how is that for you with your team and your collective? Like, how important is that drive and stuff for you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I am a big pers people person. Um, you know, even just in general, like, my in, in my life, people, my peers are my motivation factor. So if I see them do bad, it affects me. Like, not just like work-wise, just, just, it just does, right? And it's, and um, of course, being the person that I am, you know, it is, like, I, I gotta make sure my bro brothers and sisters are, you know, in good hands, you know, um, and also being in this music collective space, like, there's no leaving each other behind. I think, I think mm -hmm. I remember, I watched like a Rick Ross interview. He said um, something interesting, like about being like wealthy. I think the interviewer asked him like, "Oh, you know, how do how do you how are you so rich and blah blah blah?" He said the key is to make sure that you're not the only one rich, but the people around mm -hmm. you. Are rich. Because if you're the only one rich, like the wealth isn't being shared amongst your like the people. Are you really? Are you really? Is you, are you? Is your fam really? You know, up there. Yeah. So I think kind of hit me because it's it's 
it sounds, I mean, it's, he's talking money, but it's not just money that you can apply this logic to. It's about like the spirit. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like a big thing. Crazy Rick Ross kind of inspired me that, but. <laughs> he's one of my favorite artists. He's my top five. So oh, yeah. you I are not richer than I am. You are not talking to someone that will disagree with something Ross had to explain for real. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of like the code I live by, you know, making sure you know, uh, my teammates, my partners, my friends are good. Um, that's, yeah, that's, and that will kind of determine the quality of my work, you know, um, it makes me go hard, you know, put out, be able to use the creative side of my brain and everything. And yeah, that's how I think, that's how I made some of the, you know, music that I was really content with. And, and luckily, and Spotify and Apple Music, they recognize I put that on their playlist. And yeah, I'm really grateful, like, and that's just confirmed. That's just a confirmation that, like, I'm on the right track with my thinking. So, yeah. So I also want to, sorry, um, I kind of was so excited to dive right in. But um, congratulations on, you know, doing so well on Spotify <laughs> and helping music really get out there and, like, you know, being a part of playlists and stuff. I see that a lot of artists around this time just post that. And, yeah. you know, I always like to say, you know, for people that are disappointed, like, what did you do? Like, for example, the ones for this year are out. So what are you doing from now to this point again next year that's going to ensure that that card specifically looks a certain type of way? You know, what advice could you give or what have you learned in your process? Because you've, you've gotten a lot of play. You've gotten yeah. a lot of play. Yeah, Um. well, first of all, I did post my numbers just because, you know, um, it's just interesting, but to any future artists, you know, the aspiring artists or even struggling artists out there that, you know, aren't getting the results they want. I do want them to remember that this is, this is just a number. Like this doesn't determine your worth at all. It's actually garbage. If I'm being completely honest with you, it doesn't mean shit. Cause, cause, cause next year you could be in a totally different spot. Right. Mm -hmm. And if, if, but, I do tell them that I do want to tell them that, you know, if the numbers are really concerning you, don't use that as like, oh, my God, he's in a better spot. Oh, she, he or she's in a better spot than me. Why am I not here? Don't don't think that way. Just think that as like, OK, well, shit, I'm going to do that someday. Well, it's a motivational factor, not a not a disappointing factor. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that's how I kind of looked at other artists, too. Like, um, you know, I see people doing like one million, like one billion. That doesn't phase me like because, you know, yeah. Maybe they've been they've had more fortunate you know events than me, or maybe they had better pushes than me, or maybe they're just really good. They're just better than me. But but I always took other people's numbers that were like astronomical as like kind of like a goal. Okay, well shit, like I'm gonna work harder for next year. I mean I know where I, what I want to do in terms of my goals. So if I if, if in order for me to get there, I gotta make sure my objectives are met. That should be the mindset, right? But. Right. But in general, but just to break it down simply, though, that number doesn't mean shit because it's just for the moment, right? Because, yeah, you have a lot of Spotify numbers. Did that did, did that get you any you know plaques? Did that get you any like crazy brand deals, like business deals? If it didn't, then what does it all matter for? You but you do you have a fan base that's always gonna be loyal to you? If you show up to a venue, they're gonna look at you. They're gonna come find you. That's better than Spotify rap numbers. Having real I rather have people <laughs> on my side than like some fugazi numbers to like, you know, really get out there and post. Yeah. So, no, I agree with that one thousand percent. Yeah. So, what do you say are like some artists that like are on your dream list of working with? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, man, the weekend was is a dream. Um, just because he's a he's a legend in Toronto, but um, the crazy thing is, I actually met the weekend once. Um, sure. it was, and I gave him. Oh man, oh man, I'm still salty about it. But I actually gave him <laughs> with my beats in it. And but the problem was, you're probably wondering how is this an L in any way possible? But the beats, I wasn't ready back then. I just wasn't ready back. <laughs> and just looking back, honestly, if I say if I gave him USB right now. Things could be a little different. I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm definitely more, I've gotten a lot better since then. And um, 
And who knows, your boy could have been an XO or I don't know. But, <laughs> but yeah, back then I was just wasn't ready. But it was it was definitely an interesting experience. But he's still on my like one, two list. Um, Travis Scott's supposed to be on my list, but I don't know. That's looking a little shaky right now. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> he's so talented. Maybe you can hit up Sai High the Prince. He, he oh, has yeah. a lot of... Yeah, Sai High. Oh, my God. Yeah, si um, yeah, true. Actually, you know what? If I somehow ever end up on Sahai's album, I'll be pretty fucking happy because pretty sure he wrote like half the good music labels music anyway. So you know, it's really his pen. <laughs> it really is. He's, he's a really dope guy too. Like he's, I know he's really rich from all that writing credits. <laughs> I like the way you said it. I know he's really rich. I feel you. Yeah, but that's like the, um, that's like that's like also like a dream of mine too. Being able to like. Because, you know, you can probably, Sahai can probably go out to a restaurant and not many people recognize him. But, you know, we all know he's really rich, right? He's loaded. Because all the hits, we don't even know about half the songs. Real life. Yeah. Right. So, so it's like. And he's not out there like, I did this, I did that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't, you don't inflect, <laughs> right? You can tell people. If you want to, let's say, impress a girl at a club, that you know, like, I wrote this song, actually. That's, like, a diamond plaque. I was just like, oh, that's amazing. But at the same time, you can go out to restaurants. They don't know you. You can have your meal in peace. Like, that's, isn't that amazing? I think that's, like, even better than being famous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, well, that's a question, right? When you ask, I'll ask you, would you rather be rich or famous? Yeah, rich. Right. Gotta make sure my family's all good. Yeah, rich. Right? Yeah, rich, Straight rich, up, better. I don't need, like. I think that's just a bonus, but like for me, it's the love. It's knowing that my mom doesn't have to think about things, my father doesn't have to think about things, my family is good. Like you know, everyone's healthy, no one's in the hospital. Like those are the things. Yeah. To me that are like real love. Yeah, and I mean, look, we in Toronto. You already know how the house prices are. Like, <laughs> you're literally putting money. If you're putting fame before money. You you got you got shit fucked up. You got your you got you need to oh, spend stories out. You got condos costing a million dollars right a now. Million are, you dollars. are you kidding me? A condos a million yeah, it's like I'm just trying to make a living out here. Like, you Facts, can, like they, Yeah. But do you feel like, you know, you've also had the experience of like being in the studio working with artists. What are some of like those do's and don'ts that you would be like, this is something other producers should probably not do or do when working in the studio with other artists? Um, well, I've actually been studio to like very like little amount of times. I'm more like a home studio person, but when I did go, I kind of was like more like a spectator position. But mm -hmm. man, these rappers get hyped. <laughs> they dance around and stuff. Kind of, I, but we get it music is we feel that way too but let's get this music done um don't jump around too much it's it's distracting and don't put your okay and i'm not really big like uh you know people smoke in the studio drink in the studio it doesn't really work that way for me um maybe i'm not cultured enough yet but um it just it's it's, it's a distraction like if well, I i'm gonna let you know from now young jin you're gonna be around this hip-hop scene you're gonna have to adapt to a little bit of weed smoke it, it, it's cool it's cool <laughs> It's cool. You can do whatever you want, but like there are like some heavy smokers, heavy drinkers. Yeah. Right? Like, are you here to party? Are you here to work? Yeah. I'm trying to get some money out here. <laughs> that's, that's that's like um just for a bit more understanding. That's the culture. That's the pain. That's something a lot of which is embedded in the hip hop culture. Yeah. That's something a lot of us, a lot of people use to mask their pain and somehow it helps them. You know, everybody has their there are things of choice, you know, but that's something that's definitely, I would say, embedded in the hip hop culture. So yeah. it feels like a party to you, but to us, that's a regular day. No, no, no I mean, here's the thing: like, I, I enjoy drinking and stuff too. Like, um, moderately is okay, but man, they just pull like a henny bottle and just go crazy. I'm just like, I mean, it's cool. Like, I want you to enjoy because you know, um, sometimes I understand some people, you know, get in some type of need to get into mood, um, and that's how they get creative. That's cool, but. I've seen some cases where they're like just, just like getting going too crazy. They're falling asleep. I'm just like, oh my god, you pay for studio sessions, man. No, I feel you. I feel you. You pay full price. <laughs> yeah, for I mean, 
healthy thing. I mean, of course, if you if done in moderation and you're doing that to help boost your creativity, I'm all for it. Like, because I want you to make the best music you can, but don't do it to the point you're like passing out. <laughs> no. For real. I really feel like um, you should you should do interviews, Young Jin. Think so? I've never said that to anyone, but I really feel like that would be a great tool for you as well. Like being a beat maker and you're really easy to talk to, love your personality. And like, that's a great way for you to get comfortable with the field. You choose guests or guests will gravitate towards you because, and then that is a great for, way for you to as well build a community or make it more large. I, I really feel like it's good. So you mean like me asking questions, like me being in yeah. your spot. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I never thought of that. You think you think I have like the aptitude to do that kind of stuff? Um, just being on my nerd, my nerd vibe. Some of my most favorite conversations are with the engineers and producers. Even one of my favorite um podcasts is a producer podcast show. And it's just like the way you guys think, the way you're able to like analyze situations. I don't know, Beak's just like a lot like a different part of the brain and make a conversation. <laughs> really well and that's part of it right like you're part of the centerpiece of what's being put out there so it's like you want to build those relationships since you're starting from so like real ground zero to be like this is what I'm like it helps your creativity as well because it's forcing you now to kind of you know interact with others and, and have a way to like broaden your thinking and I've never said that to anyone ever I swear to god well I appreciate that well I appreciate that <laughs> It shows that this is good right now. <laughs> no, that's good. That's great. Um, I mean, just just for your information too, I'm I'm pretty comfortable. Like, um, I don't do much interviews. I mean, I've never really done them like that. But yeah, I, mean, I appreciate you. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 like I think it's your skills, like you're being able to kind of find a place that's you know like a middle ground where it's like, like where we can kind of have a conversation without you know one going like oh I don't know the subject at all. Or even at the time <laughs> you don't know too much about subjects, you're prompting me questions to, you know, kind of become, encourage me to kind of be more engaging. So I think that's a great skill to have. And I think you, you really have got that nailed down. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So um, was there anything that you, <laughs> if there's anything that you could change about the music industry, given the power, what is something that you would change? Oh, that's a great question. What I would change about the man, um, these labels. I hate. I hate labels. Like I, I wish people that are independent could have more power, more like power in terms of in the marketing, um, being more noticed. Um, just even in like the you know Spotify and Apple. I don't know if you know, but you know these big labels like Universal, you know um, Warner. They actually own a piece of all these companies. Oh, like, that's so they, they own. If you look up like Spotify, it's like they're they're all shareholders, which oh, means yeah. it means that they kind of have control over what they want to push, right? Because obviously, in Spotify's point of view, like, oh, you guys are like part owners, so of course I have to listen to you because you guys give all this money to us. You know, <laughs> they make a lot of money, but they do. People that are, you know, um, having some sort of equity on your side, that which means. Of course, people like Cardi B, you know, Megan, Sweetie, they'll obviously have more marketing power. More over, action, like, yeah. who's a really good independent artist? Russ. Russ is a great example. He's a, somebody that's just completely independent. Yes and no. Yes. I must be fair. Yes and no. He's a great example for independent mainstream, if that makes sense. But mm -hmm. he still had somewhat of a foot in the door in the sense of, like, his father kind of. Oh, yeah, true on something but no you're you're right in what you're saying but i just always like to let that point be known for people because they get carried away sometimes and not like do all the information on someone yeah. as much as they can and it's just like rest it's easy like it's easier for us to say what he's saying and doing a place that he's making based on like what he had going around him you know what i mean right, right. but he does great information in the sense of like like for me, every time I listen to him, he does spark another part of my thinking to be like, this is something I should look into. This is something I should do. He's one of my favorite people to see do an interview. 
Absolutely. Yeah. It's like everything's out of his pocket. It's actually insane. He, I think his, was it like his newest interview with, I think it was like the, at the Breakfast Club. He talks yeah. about a, a, Great line, a line of credit and investing that with into the Yeah, it's like the 3D, you know, the New York got the 3D, like the panels and stuff, um, you know, paying for features and then he has to pay back. That's like, that's crazy flex. Honestly, that's like, you are amazing in terms of finance, like financing your... Yeah, but when he's not saying right, like, let's talk about it because Russ, it's easy for him to, like, he's right. You can go to the bank and do that, but like, you have to bring proof of like, show, sales, um, showing how much and being able, like, when you go to the bank, if you've ever tried to get a loan or something, you have to show that you're able to, like, pay back and then approve. You That's know, so <laughs> I know when I'm just hearing um, people hearing Russ say, oh, um, you know, you can go to the bank and, blah, 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 and they go to the bank with, like, a 300-something credit score and haven't ever done a show or anything and be like, Oh, but Russ is independent. Like, why can't I get a loan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have a good credit score at the end of the day. I mean, I don't know. Hey, flexing all that money on Instagram is great, but you should really, you should really get a credit card. <laughs> One thousand percent. Why can't people flex with like black cards? I've never seen that before. That's the that's the type of flex I'm on. I don't know about hey, them. The American I don't know about them, but that's the, type the goals. Of flex I'm on. <laughs> if I ever, I, I promise you right now, if I ever make it like that. I'm flexing credit cards. I'm not even joking. I obviously have to hide all the numbers, but oh, okay. <laughs> I'm flexing like I got the Amex Gold Plat. Like, what green. is that black card? I don't even know if y'all will see me anymore. Like, it's gonna be someone else here. Like, I'll just be somewhere. <laughs> yeah, if I if I have a black card, that means I probably wouldn't want to show my face because I'm that means I'm too wealthy, anyways. But yeah, <laughs> but that's the real flex. Like, Fact. nobody that rich will actually flex that money, 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 but. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I'm just going back to the topic, right? It's just like, I hope, I just want to see if I could change one thing. It's just the, you know, the flexibility of being independent, you know. Um, um, I We, like, me and my Lunar Cycle boys, like, we are independent. We will choose to be. We're kind of following the, I mean, we only sign if it's like a monstrous deal, like, you know, um, 21 Savage, right? Um, you know, that, that's a that's a popular story. You know, he had a platinum album when he was independent. That's actually so, you know how hard it is to do a platinum when you're independent? You gotta have a big amount of fans that's really loyal to you. You gotta have, obviously, you gotta have a lot of connections too. But you can't do that as well if you're independent right you, you got you got industry that's called industry connections if you got a lot of industry people then yeah they'll introduce to other industry people now you have a lot of connections but to do that when you're independent that's crazy and he had built an amazing like um uh i think he struck a, like a few million dollar deal with i think back then was epic was it was it steve stout no what's not with steve stout was somebody else Russell Simpson? no somebody else i don't know who was it there's epic. someone around there around those parts. <laughs> I said one of those guys, the big, the big yeah. heavy hitter. And yeah. then like, it's, that's the right way to do it. If you really, cause you now have leverage. He's like, hey, I have a multi-platinum single and a platinum album. And exactly. you're gonna you give me a meeting. You no. have a hand to hold. Like, yeah. instead of just going there and be like, well, I have nothing, but I have this um, amazing talent. Like they're gonna use you. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like it's like what labels can do to you these days. It's literally modern day slavery. Like, it's and oh, um, I just read this news. Um, you know, um, the three hundred entertainment, right? Um, that's you know, Megan's Megan Thee Stallion, Young Thug, and many other people that are signed to it right now. They just got three hundred. Just got sold by Warner Music, bro. The cycle continues. Well, yeah, because um, a couple of weeks ago, it was a possibility that they were QC was offering quality control, which is. The Migos, the yeah. baby, um, they were offering to buy them over. So maybe uh, now that the sun will see that move. Um, but with the times, these 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 dinosaur labels and stuff, like everything, kind of has to go in three hundred. Um, they have a lot of amazing people. Um, platinum selling out like Fetty Wap, like so many amazing artists on their roster. But sometimes, who's at the helm, or you know, all the business and politics that go behind that. Yeah. It's like, it, it does more better for your business to sell it and let someone else take it over and run it 
as opposed to you being at the helm. And that's now, a tough decision. Um, now, you're now you're stuck with a label that's going to be really heavy on controlling you. I don't know, because with Megan's case, she, since she has like a manager, a deal going out with Rock Nation, now she has... Well, that's her management. Her management um, right. But well, I wonder if that would impact her, like, her label situation. But, you know, she got she got Rock Nation stuff. Then she signed to 300. Then that's signed to Warner Music. And there's, like, tears after tears. Oh, my gosh. See, this is too complicated. And, too, like, guess, there's guess too much money to be made to be giving away money like that, you know? So, okay. so I'm going back to the topic. Like, I wish I wish there's more power to being independent. But, but on a positive note, it is. We are at a greater space in being independent thanks to TikTok, Instagram, you know, YouTube, you know, every, every media now. So it's, it's good stuff. Like, a lot of people on TikTok, they end up on the charts. It's insane. We're in a different era. So I think we are moving into the right direction in terms of more power to the um, independent. No, I definitely wrap with that. Um, and as I was saying, like with NFTs and everything, um, <laughs> happy with that. Like, Same. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know why people are, you know, wasting their time doing certain stuff anymore. Like they're really not, they're falling behind at this point. If they're not like using all these free resources while they're still free. Yep, we're living in an interesting time. A lot of changes. Yeah, NFT. That's a. That's a, yeah. That's funny you bring it up because people that draw arts, that's a golden opportunity for them, right? They just you could create a dope art, sell it the right way. You just got paid in cryptocurrency. That's gonna be even worth more if you just let it sit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Crazy times we're living in. Crazy times. It's exciting. Um. So, Yanjin, I'm having. I've had such an amazing time like speaking with you today. I'm um, getting to learn you even more. Like, you're even more dope than, like, the comments you leave that have you, like, rolling. Um, I want <laughs> you to let everyone know. <laughs> yeah, likewise, I just want to say the same thing. I mean, thank you for making this, like, a fun conversation. I know I know it's called dubbed interview, but I feel like I just went on live to just have a nice chat with you. And um, it's always it's, it's always better that way, you know? It's um, And I do have to work on my social skills very well. So, you know, if oh, I... Oh, you're doing amazing. <laughs> And I'm happy that but, you're comfortable. Appreciate you. Thank you so you much. You make me comfortable, right? I'm fearful too. Like, I'm over here, like, I don't know what's about to happen, right? You just <laughs> hope it goes well. So, thank you for making this a great experience. But I want you to let everyone know where they can follow you, where they can support you, where they can find your beats, hear them out, purchase, get in contact with you, all of that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, my Instagram is Josh Young Jin Kim. Um, that's my full full name. Um, I can. I don't know if you can see that on the live, but probably yeah. You can follow me there. Um, I'm always on Instagram, so if you want to reach out to me, I'm always my DMs always open. Um, you can find me on TikTok too. It's YJ Turn It Up. Um, what else? I'm gonna add you with my dad. Yeah. What you say? I'm gonna add you to my TikTok when you're done. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll follow you back. Um. Yeah, my email is in on my Instagram too. So um, it's uh, youngjinmusic at gmail.com. And yeah, it's pretty much where you can reach me. Yeah. No, I love follow that. Downtown World and follow K. They're amazing people. I think they're on the way to become like the shade room or could be even better. I read it. My main source, one of my main sources of hip hop news and stuff. So make sure you guys follow that. Oh my god, I rate it. That is crazy. That is crazy. So I rate it. Cool, Thank you, man. The story for that drop is so wild, but I'll save it for another time. Uh, okay, okay. No, I'll be, no, I'll be in tune. I'll be, I'll be the audience to listen to that, but yeah. Don't be a stranger. Like, hit me up. As I said, artists you see me with, you want to work with, like, whatever I can do, that's what I'm trying. Whatever I can do, I am not Russell Simmons. I am not. Hot 97, but whatever I do, I want to help you guys out there. I really would love to see Asian hip-hop yeah. and you dominating that space. I'm like, yo, you guys don't know about Young Jin. Hey, <laughs> just, just know that I always remember people I came up with. So if I do end up in this space, you know, I'll yeah. definitely endorse you guys. And I'm not saying that just to, you know, be like, oh, my God, he's trying to be a martyr or whatever. No, don't it's sit around that, here. That, it's real shit. I'm a petty guy, so I remember all my day ones. <laughs> and I, I remember who didn't, too. <laughs> yeah. That part.
so this has been an amazing conversation with producer Young Jin. Today, we did not waste any time with negativity. Today, we ate fruit and minded our business. And you guys support this king. Follow him and make sure you're streaming and supporting him all the way. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Beautiful. About to go downtown. Downtown K. Downtown. You about to go.